I'm Zach. I'm Roy, and this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, you've come at this with renewed vigor and enthusiasm. I, yeah. I couldn't help but notice. Yeah, thank you. I, I've also decided to step it up. Nice. Or step up. You've it. decided to step up and have a revolution in podcasting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's time, right? We've been doing this for uh, 56 times now. Yeah, this, and is, this is the one. Always bet on black. Mm -hmm. Is 57 black? Passenger 57, starring Wesley Snipes. Oh, the tagline okay. of that film was always bet on really? black. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you see that? Or uh, did no, you I, just no, see the I did not. I just saw the preview and the poster several times. <laughs> okay. Uh, Roy, I, I learned something about you yesterday. What uh, did you learn? That you were not lying about having a baby. Yeah. That, you were surprised, weren't you? I was, yeah. Okay. I thought that you were just trying to trying to blow off work mm -hmm. and that you had gone so far as to, during conference calls, record somebody else's baby yelling about yeah. stuff. <laughs> yelling about stuff the way <laughs> babies do. Yeah. Uh, babies and Jim Complaining Morrison. about politics. Yeah. But babies and the guy from Rage Against the Machine. Uh huh. Yeah. Does that guy still yell about stuff? Uh, yeah. I think uh, the other day he described uh, Paul Ryan as the machine they raged against. Really? Yeah. That's... Although it might not have been Zach De La Roca, the actual guy from Rage Against the Machine. Oh, some I other think, dude. I think it was just another dude a, that was a chain. Yeah. Oh, it was a hat. guy with a Rage Against the Machine T-shirt on. Uh huh. <laughs> So, have you been listening to all of the the hullabaloo about Pussy Riot? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. You also want to let Pussy Riot go? Oh yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I think it's weird that you know, and it's and it, it's helpful to to consider this when you maybe think about how bad your life is. There are places where you can be sentenced to hard labor for writing a song that the mm -hmm. government doesn't like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they also. I mean, they also performed it. That's really what oh well, sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, they had they had a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> it's against the law to uh, increase the volume of your voice by artificial means mm -hmm. and break into a church and perform it on the altar. Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, it's not here, so you know. Oh yeah, no, it's totally legal to break into churches here. <laughs> uh, in fact, my band is going to play "Fuck You, Obama" at a church's chicken that uh, is closed. <laughs> I um and then we're going to give everybody free fryer oil. <laughs> I recently went to a church's chicken because uh Corinne had mentioned she'd never eaten uh church's chicken and I brought us home some of that and it kind of made her sick. <laughs> Good. It was fine with me, but uh it was too just too much for her. She hadn't been eating a lot of chicken lately. No, no. It's just too greasy or salty or something too churchy. She's been eating nothing but salads since salads and fruits that's what you need for for a growing for baby. feeding a baby yeah. yeah yeah your kid looks like a lot of salad has gone into it mm-hmm yeah she's hale and hearty mm-hmm uh so uh, you know you're talking about babies i wanted to talk about something that um is near and dear to my heart which is a new baby term that i learned recently and I may have shared this with you, but I'm going to share it with you again, which is called witch's milk. What is witch's milk, Roy? Witch's milk, or uh, better known as neonatal milk. Maybe it's not better known as that, but that's what it is. Is uh, milk that baby infants produce when they're breastfeeding. It happens in a very low number of infants, maybe 5%, something like that. And I was reading in Wikipedia why it's called witch's milk. 
And that's because it was believed that witches derived nourishment from it. Huh. It was the milk that witches drank. So like a witch would sneak into your house uh-huh, and, and drink and your baby's drink from your baby's teat. Yeah. Huh. That's that's I guess if you don't like witches, you'd think, oh, that's the kind of thing they do. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess if you're if you have witch's milk, you know, if your baby makes some of that, it's really valuable and you should save it and put it in a little um reliquary that you keep around your neck. Oh. You know, the way Angelina Jolie used to keep Billy Bob Thornton's blood. Yeah. In fact, use that specific thing, that Uh container. She's not using it anymore. Yeah, she's Uh, not. Yeah, really, uh, I've heard that if you drink a mixture of Billy Bob Thornton's blood and witch's milk from uh, from one of Angelina Jolie's babies, uh, you will live forever. Really? Mm -hmm. Huh. I mean, nobody's ever tried it, so it might work. She may have. You think? We don't know. She does seem like the kind of person that would probably... I don't know. Has she ever had any children on her own? She seems like the kind I of person that has. probably she would have tracked down. She was, so she adopted a child. She would have tracked down the mother and demanded the placenta, mm-hmm. and the mother would Eating say, it. "Look, it was five or six years ago." And Angelina Jolie would Find say, it. "I don't fucking care. Find it now, or my husband is gonna cut your throat with this weird curved knife." <laughs> that being Brad Pitt, I always assume that Brad Pitt carries a weird curved knife with him wherever right. he goes. Right. It just seems like the kind of thing that he would have. uh, Like a hidden knife. Like if you looked at Brad Pitt's everyday carry, Uh it would be like wallet, uh, a matchbook, a matchbook where the heads of the matches are secretly cocaine. Uh Um, That's a pretty clever way to conceal cocaine. That would be. Um, Yeah. And you just have to like check this out and you light a match and stick it up your nose. (laughs) Then you're like, yeah, see, you would think that hurts. But in fact, I'm just high as fuck. I feel like you would uh, strike the match and then the head would just turn into powder and then you'd snort it. Oh, well, if you want to do it the boring way, I guess. Oh, okay. Sorry. How do you light the match on fire? It's Oh, it's also With a match. With a lighter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to get like a blowtorch, something hot enough to burn cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I have no idea. What is cocaine's burn? burn I was going to say burn value. I don't know. I don't yeah, really even know what I that term either. means. I don't either. Uh, so, yeah, I met your baby, and your baby was cool. Thanks. Not producing any witch's milk. No, she isn't. I'm very disappointed with her. So, there's also the phrase, colder than a witch's titty. Yeah. But that's about the actual tit on a witch. I think so. Also useless as tits on a boar. Right. Why Why would that be useless, though? Well, don't, because what are they... Don't boars... Uh, aren't they mammals? Don't they feed their young? Yeah, but a boar is specifically a male. A sow would oh, be Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, good. So you learn things when you grow up on a farm. So then uh, boar's head brand ham Yeah. is only male wild boar. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, are there any... Can you take this further? Uh, <laughs> nope. Okay. No, and... <laughs> I'm sorry, Roy. Uh, yeah, so you met met the baby. I she, did. She's a baby. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you know, you even held her. Sure. I was very proud of you. You were. Yeah, I was. Huh. It wasn't a big deal. I don't know why people would expect that to be a big deal. You seem like you hate babies. I, I mean, I don't really like them. Mm-hmm. There's not much to like in a baby, really. And I feel like I will feel this way even about my own babies if I ever have any, because they're not really people yet. You know, they're just, they're little things that you got to be really careful with them or they'll die. And then they poop a lot. 
But and they scream. do already have personality, is the thing. But you only see that if you spend a lot of time with them. Yeah, but I mean, I think that if you spent a lot of time with one particular pine cone, you would start to see personality in it. Uh, it's more than that. I mean, if you put I mean, some little googly eyes on it very and, like, special, a dick and made of yarn. I love, I love my pine cone. Um, but, you know, it's a little bit more. more. Uh, I saw at your house that you have not mowed your lawn in many months. No, I did. It just grows back really fast. I don't believe you. Why don't you believe me? I have special, special lawn. There's a date on your lawnmower written in grease pencil. Uh, uh, I have not mowed my lawn in a very long time, and I wasn't going to start yesterday. Um, yeah, you still got a lot of fish back yeah, there. Yeah, still they're still a, alive. A big cooler full of beer. Yeah, um, yeah I still keep it back there. Uh, yeah, we've had a few fish die, but, you know, they're they're hanging out. There were tiny I'm, fish. I'm going to give some to my brother. In the pond with your big fish. Do you keep tiny fish in there to yeah, those, they eat them? Uh, they will in the winter when I've stopped feeding the koi. Uh, they will resort to eating the smaller fish. Do they ever cannibalize one another? I have not seen that. Uh, but the fish seems like it's mean. It would eat its own babies. Uh, some do. Uh, which is why uh, for a lot of freshwater fish, you have to keep um, thick plants and stuff so that the babies can hide from the parents. It must be a rough life. Yeah, I think so. Um, I almost never had my parents trying to murder me. Really? Yeah. But you're always hiding in the woods. Yeah. It's harder in an urban or in a, in a yeah in an urban environment, but I guess you can go into a department hide store in and get between the racks of clothing. That's true. Or you could... You can also poop in there. Oh, you ever yeah. done that? <laughs> no. Um, I tried. People do. I tried once, but I was I was too nervous. I yeah. could see people's feet as they walked by <laughs> and hear them talking. So it was hard. I used to love hiding in those mm-hmm. when I would go to, with my mother to a department store. What kind of department stores did they have in Mexico? They had nice ones. Rodriguez's. No, uh, Palacio de de Hierro is one of them. The Iron Palace. That's okay. a famous one. Uh, Liverpool is another one. Liverpool. Wait, I thought Fierro was iron. I said hierro. Okay. De hierro, fierro. Thanks. Made me look stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think not speaking Spanish makes you stupid. No, I think it's hierro. Okay. I think that's what's, what I it's called. I just thought it was fierro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, when I would go as a little kid... What I else would... were they called? What other department Those stores are, the are there in Mexico? Those are the only two I can think of. There's only two department stores in the entire Mexico? Those are the Mexico. only two I can think of right now. Do you have a JC Penny's? Uh, I guess no, it would be I... like a JC Pesos. <laughs> uh, centavos. Oh, okay. Um, no, I. We did not have a JC Penny's or a, a Sears. <laughs> but uh, I really like going to those when, when, when we were here. Uh, those are the only two I can think of, really. And then the rest of the stuff are sort of like individual stores like a, oh, there, there's a lot more stuff now madre, and, madre and padre shops they call them yes um i think they have uh h&m and all of those now like now you know Me- mexico shopping malls look the same as american or european ones. so they're all closed down <laughs> i don't know replaced by gross outdoor monstrosities with horrible parking and sure. confusing layouts oh, God, i hate that stuff you know is that the same everywhere or only where it's really really hot? yeah i don't know i can't imagine that if you were gonna make the sort of horseshit malls that they're making here that you would only do that in the place where it is the least comfortable hmm. to actually occupy one of those spaces 
What about Alaska? Do you think they have malls like that in Alaska? I think they uh, they make malls out of ice because it never gets warm enough for ice to melt. So it's really cheap as a building material. Huh. So what you do is you you go and instead of like instead of like uh, like you know construction tools and lumber and cement and rebar, it's just ice and stuff. No, no, no. The construction teams are just a bunch of guys. Uh, there's a bunch of diesel generators and a bunch of electric kettles. And what they do is they melt some water in the electric kettle, and mm-hmm. then they pour it, and it just instantly freezes into the shape of what you need. Yeah, so you don't even have to you don't even have to like have a mold or anything. Huh. You just pour some out, and it's frozen. Wow! Instantly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This would also work if they wanted to make a, a you know a, a nice mall on the moon. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But isn't water really precious on the moon? Uh, well, who knows? What would you use? Like urine instead? Oh, you're yeah. Just throwing that shit out. <laughs> yep. Urine uh, and feces are collected here in uh, the tea kettle. <laughs> and then we use it to make a moon hotel. Um, I also learned th- this week when I was at Corinne's school that um, if you wanted to be um, a postmaster, if you wanted to work at a post office, if you're a postal worker, there are always spots open up or open in Antarctica. Hmm. Uh, Roy, I don't believe that uh, because I don't believe that it is possible for anyone to learn anything at your wife's school. <laughs> I did learn an, another thing. Well, the, I I overheard uh, these three teenage girls while uh, I was uh, standing. While you were looking classroom. through a hole into the locker room. Yeah. No, I was standing in the classroom uh, looking at everyone, and I think I was drawing something. And I could overhear these three girls, and there were. This was really interesting because it's not anything that would have happened when I was in school. And these three girls were uh, discussing. The merits of Lord of the Rings and how awesome it's going to be to watch The Hobbit when it comes out, and they're bummed out that it would take so long for them to see all three parts. But then again, they thought it was awesome that it was cut up into three parts, which means that they're going to do the whole story. Huh. Yeah. Have you ever overheard teenage girls talk about Lord? No, of the I don't Rings? think I've ever overheard teenage girls saying anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I really since that other than you're ugly since that court order I I'm not really allowed oh, right. to get near where right. where they girls. congregate one teenage yeah. girl I can sometimes get away with I can just pretend it was an accident right you just ran oh I that. I mean I walked into the wrong bathroom officer mm-hmm. I'm sorry I mm-hmm. it looked like I thought I was wearing a kilt and I saw that symbol on the bathroom and I was <laughs> and like oh that's guys with, guys with kilts mm-hmm. restroom because you're you're at a convention of some sort yeah I was where, at a convention that, yeah that it was, it was a Lord okay. of the Rings convention. So I felt it was appropriate to wear my utility kilt. We saw someone wearing a utility kilt the other day at, at a Costco. Just out in the world? Yeah. In my neighborhood. Wow. I don't. Th- I wouldn't think they'd let you into a place like that with a utility kilt on, because who knows what you've got in those pockets. Mm. You could, I mean, you a utility kilt probably has bombs and cop repellent and sharpeners. Cop repellent? Yeah. What's cop repellent? It's like like a thing you throw down. It makes the cops go away. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or did you say copper pellets? <laughs> they, well, it, it, they, they are copper pellets. That's how it works. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Just like BBs. Yeah. Like, well, in those old gangster movies, they would say, you'll never take me alive, copper. But what they were saying was, you'll never take me alive, copper as they threw down some copper uh, pellets which okay, then for emphasis made a weird sound uh-huh. and i think and so because uses and scares the cop all right you know how blind people like their other senses will become sharper 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, police have the same sort of deal. Their mm-hmm. other senses become sharper. And so they can actually hear the patina forming on the copper pellets, and it is mm-hmm. a really annoying sound, and so they leave. Oh, okay. What uh, what sense do they have they lost in order to uh, gain these greater, great, greater I, abilities? Roy, I'm glad you asked. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Okay. Because you're not a policeman. Yeah. Yeah. It must be a secret. They, well, see, I, I keep going in there, and they were like, which finger has the police in it? And I never point to the right finger. Ah, so they and don't so let you once in. I, yeah, once I do, then I will know which which sense I'm supposed to lose. Okay. I think maybe the trick is like you cut off your hand, and it's like, oh, okay, that's right. Oh, welcome okay. to the academy. That's why all all policemen and women have have a hook hand. <laughs> wait, all police? Oh, I just I thought you meant all policemen and all women. Wait, wait, no, no, police. I've met women. a bunch of women who don't have a hook hand. Uh, but I see you were just trying to be, you know, an equal. You were trying to. Put I was just gen- trying to be accurate. gender equality in the day. Yeah. No, I wasn't trying to be equal about anything. It's just accurate. Okay. There are policemen. There are some police, police women, women, and they also have hook hands. Yes. Um, yeah. It's All been right. a, it's been an okay week at my house, Roy. Nothing has nothing has Nothing's caught fire fallen, fallen or through the fallen roof. apart. No, no, nothing has collapsed or started leaking or okay. smoldering. Well, it is Sunday night. You still have a few hours. I do. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm still waiting to get my car back from that fiasco. I'm still... Uh, what was the fiasco of spilling your soup? No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had to take it in to get the floors replaced. What... Am I missing something? What happened? No, from the from the from screwing up my car, towing it behind the U-Haul. Right, right, right. It took a while to it took a while for people to convince me to involve my insurance company, and then it took a while for the body shop to fix it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's going to be okay. Okay. I dropped my vacuum off to be repaired. That was pretty exciting. Wow, really? And I'm pretty convinced that they're just never going to call me back. Really? I, I might call them. Just see. Mm-hmm. What happened? Where'd you the, drop it off at? I don't know. Like an actual vacuum store? No, it was just, I saw this ad on Craigslist that was like, if you want me to fix your vacuum, leave it in this uh, locker at the airport. <laughs> um, and so I did it. I took the key with me. Maybe that was... Okay. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping it'll turn out. Yeah, me too. Instead of it being used to smuggle drugs or body parts mm-hmm. and you getting in trouble. Yeah. Um, By the way, before you bring it, uh, please vacuum up a whole bunch of flour. Uh-huh. I uh, also did a, a Craigslist thing re- recently where I bought a uh, bucket seat. like a, uh, I think it's from a Volkswagen. It's, it's like one of those fold-up, has armrests car seat. Okay. It's pretty cool. I'm making a base for it so that I can use it as an office uh, chair. Huh. Okay. Nothing that I try works really well, um, as far as I can tell. For office chairs, I'm never very comfortable. And I thought, hey, don't you normally sit in a car for eight hours at a time? Yeah. (laughs) And I said to myself, yes, Specifically a Volkswagen. Um, And I looked up on Craigslist, and some dude was selling a bunch of them for 40 bucks. He has a lot of car things, but his low end were $40. And I thought, yeah, okay, I'll I'll spend forty bucks on that and try it out, and see if it'll well, work. Well, you'll spend forty bucks and fifty or sixty hours and another two hundred dollars on materials trying to make sure, a chair out of it. Sure, but it's gonna work out. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just using scraps. I already pretty much made. Did you the give base. up on the standing desk thing? 
No, I haven't. Uh, I mean, you saw you came over yesterday, so you saw how I have things. Now you always have to stand up. up because you can't sit down, or your baby will turn upside down. Right in that uh, weird harness. So right now, I just have the two different computers set. One is standing, and one is sitting. Um, and since I keep all my stuff on, Gosh, must be nice, Richie Rich. Yeah, <laughs> I keep all my files on Dropbox, so I can just pull stuff off that way. So I, it's always uh, sunk. Um, but I am going to build a desk that has both portions. So essentially it'd be the same thing where I would just move the computer up or down. I'm not going to have it, you know, move on its own. I think maybe uh, nobody likes sitting in a chair all mm-hmm. day. I think mm-hmm. you're supposed to work for a little while and then you get up and run around the block mm-hmm. and then you work for a little while and then you get up and maybe make like a, make a batch of daiquiris. Uh, you know, you I would love to do that, but um, my work ethic doesn't allow me to to um, charge money for the time that I'm not actually working. That you on spend stuff. making daiquiris. Yeah. So you feel chained to your desk. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's not healthy, Roy. Mm, okay. I, I. But I have to do it. Well, you you know now uh, because I'm at home. I get to, you know, go masturbate for, you know, 10 minutes and then come back. And then I'm re-energized and then I get back to Do you do that work. with the baby in the sling in front no, of you? No. Good. I'm just checking. <laughs> no, I am very appropriate with my baby in the sling. Although I have to admit that sometimes I really do have to pee and sometimes I will pee. Oh, that seemed, that seemed like a no-brainer. I, I didn't even imagine that there would be any reason that okay. you wouldn't pee. Like, it's hard to, though, because well, I can't It takes like 10 see... minutes to take the thing. You can't, oh. I mean, I, I always pee with my eyes closed anyway. Do you? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm hoping that my other senses will sharpen as a result of that, and I'll, like, I'll, I'll learn, like, to just sort of use uh, my, my, my melange-induced uh, prescience to know where my pee is going even when I can't mm, see it. Yeah, that's true. You know, from air currents and... Right, right. Whether or not I can feel it splashing on my feet and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, what I'm really looking... Yeah, the sling that we have takes a long time to put on and off. And once you take her out of it, she is awake and angry. Um, but what I'm really looking forward to is having like a baby Bjorn type of thing where it's like an actual container that you put your baby in and it's like a backpack so then i could just like if i'm at a bar or a concert or something i can just take the backpack off put it next to the urinal while i'm urinating mm-hmm. right so it's not or i mean you could save yourself all of that you could just like you know when they they sometimes they won't let you bring a backpack in so they'll just like keep it and they give you like a claim ticket oh sure you can yeah. check, check yeah, your baby. baby check uh-huh yep. yeah i'm looking forward to that Roy, we spent most of last episode just fucking around and not helping people. And mm-hmm. I think it's time to turn over a new leaf. For the 57th episode of our podcast, I think it is time that we actually help some people. Let's do it. In serious numbers. But first, let's have a cocktail. Okay. Uh, this week's cocktail is uh, another uh, creation of the cocktail dice uh, sent, dice to us, cocktail. sent to us by Andrea. Um, what do you want to call it? Well, I'm glad you asked, Roy. Oh. I'm gonna, I, have a, I have a 30-sided die. Here with every letter of the alphabet on it and four uh, wilds. I'm going to re-roll wilds. That's the rule that I've uh, rule that I've determined. And I'm going to ask you for some words. So I need an adjective that starts with... Damn it. Wild. An adjective that starts with X. Xavier is... 
<laughs> Xavierus. Okay. Yeah, you're acting like someone who oh, is Zav- named Xavier. Zav- Xavierus. Okay. All right, so then another adjective that starts with N. No, that's not. Is that an N? It is an N. Okay. Um, nauseous. Okay. Nauseated, right? Okay. That would be better. Okay. Either one is an adjective. All right. And then a noun that starts with an I. I. Ind- uh, indiglo. That's not. Well, it is a noun. Uh, injunction. No, that's not a noun. Sure it is. An injunction? Yeah. I guess an injunction so, would be. The name of this cocktail is the, uh, what, the Xavierus? Uh-huh. Nauseated injunction. Nauseated injunction. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, what it is is what did I do? I did like. That seems like a bullshit name. <laughs> Don't look at me. Okay. Uh, four parts orange juice, three parts vodka, one part orgit or jeet. I need to learn how to pronounce that before I say it a bunch more times. Uh, and then shake that all up, put it in a, an old-fashioned glass over ice, and add some uh, club soda to top it off. Okay. It's pretty good. It, this yeah, tastes like what sweet. I imagine an orangina to taste like. Hmm. Let's see. But I've never had an orangina. You've never had an orangina? No. I don't think I've had a... Uh, I don't think I've ever had a orchata either. Yeah, it does kind of taste like that. It needs to be a little bit fizzier. Okay. And less alcoholic. No, sir, there's no there's no vodka in orangina. No, no there isn't. I thought the Ina uh, was I for vodka. I thought you have had uh, orchata. You had that funny joke one time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. I, when I said, bitch, I got pimping to do, mm-hmm. I ain't got time to listen to none of your whore chatter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty funny. But you didn't drink any. No, I the, because I what prompted that joke was me seeing the thing of horchata in the garbage. Yeah. yeah so it had true. already been drunken. Okay. Maybe we should have a cocktail next week that incorporates horchata. Okay. It's your responsibility to find and bring the ingredients for a cocktail that involves horchata. Okay. And I'll try some of the horchata ahead of time. So that you know. Yeah. Uh, do we have any old Delicious. business to take care of? Uh, no. Well, uh, I thought we did have a, an old business. Yeah, right. I don't got have our, any old business. We got our first uh, Step Up Revolutions review, which uh, I'll play for you right now. Hi, Advice Hot Dog. I'm calling in as a loyal uh, Advice Hot Dog listener to, pro- to provide a one-minute review of Step Up Revolution for Roy. Um, unfortunately, I have not actually seen the movie, but I've uh, seen the trailer and the poster several times. So here's what I can glean about it. Uh, basically, it is about a group of flash mob dancers in Miami, uh, and then this guy is going to buy some Miami and turns it into a hotel, and the dancers come up with this plan uh, to basically turn Miami into an unbearable shithole by uh, causing traffic jams with flash mobs and general dancery. Uh, so overall, I would give it a solid 3.5 dances out of 5. So part of me is very grateful uh, that our loyal uh, listener sent in this review. Uh, But another part of me, which I think might be a little bigger than that first part, is kind of calling bullshit on you not actually watching the movie. Sure. Is it better to get nothing uh, or to get a review of a movie it was. It seemed like a pretty comprehensive. I mean, he did review. give him what? What was that? Three, three point uh, five out of five, five dances. dances. Yeah, uh, which is pretty good. I mean, I 
I would probably be at least 3.5 from seeing the preview, which I have already seen, which is why I know that I want to see this movie, which is why I want someone to tell me what the movie is like once they see it okay. in full. Right. The also, all... I mean, he says, I've seen the trailer and looked at the poster several times. Huh. Just like you in the Wesley, Wesley Snipes movie. Mm-hmm. 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 What, what, how many dances would you give that movie? Uh, four passengers out of five. Really? Actually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so th- thank you. And it is sincere. Thank you very much for, for calling in. But we would still like a full review. I, you know, I would say that we would like a dozen full reviews of Step Up Revolutions. Again, limited to one minute, mm-hmm. uh, deliverable by phone. But you have to actually have seen the movie. Yeah, to uh, 769-218-9225. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's the old business. Well, should we go to the uh, the segment of the show that we like to call Topics? Yeah. What's topics. today's topic, Roy? Laundry Day. Uh, how do you feel about Laundry Day? Uh, I don't know how I feel about Laundry Day anymore. Because la- when, when I was younger... Well, I mean, when I was really young, I never had to fucking worry about laundry at all. But, uh, you know, college days and stuff or living somewhere that that didn't have a washing machine. Laundry day was a big deal, right? It was a fucking hassle. Yeah, you had to you had to have a bunch of quarters. And if you didn't have Mm -hmm. quarters, you had to, like, go see if you could borrow some quarters from somebody. Who would you borrow quarters? I don't know. That guy that was that guy that was always buying cigarettes and then tried to rip me off when I tried to buy weed from him once. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was lame. Yeah, I would go down there and be like, hey, Irish, can I get a quarter? And he'd be mm-hmm. like, no, sorry, bro, I'm not holding. And I'm <laughs> like, no, I meant an actual 25-cent piece. Uh-huh. And you would borrow one quarter from every neighbor with, within one mile radius. Yeah. And then it's like, ah, I'll share my laundry with you. <laughs> like, I'll come over wearing a clean shirt. Uh-huh. And you'll think, oh, how delightful. <laughs> they got something out of the bargain. Uh-huh. Um. So you would do that, but and it was a hassle, but but it was like an event. And now, because I have a, a washing machine at home, I just let it pile up until it is just so way beyond that it takes two days to do. Huh. What's up with that? I don't know. I, I don't really, I don't know what your problem is. I, I also don't know what my so, problem is. So I have found that no matter how long I go without doing laundry mm-hmm. the point at which I decide to do laundry like the point at which I start going to my closet and thinking I don't want to wear any of these clothes right uh, there are two loads of laundry in really? my hamper and that's it huh. I, I I mix all of my clothes together and I just wash them all on whatever the I don't even know what setting I put the washing machine on I just sort of jab at the buttons and the knobs until water starts coming out of something mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't um, really sort a whole lot. I have to sort a lot more now because that's how Corinne likes it. There's like a blue load and a red load and a white load. And what? But what happens when you need to wash your American flags? I don't know. You have to cut it up into its individual parts. and then ah, it's a No it. wonder it takes so long for you to do laundry. Yeah, I don't you know. Need to, you need to hire some sort of Betsy Ross to... Mm-hmm. It, it came up the other day that I have a lot of T-shirts, and I was thinking maybe I should go through all of my T-shirts and see how many days it would take for me to, to wear all of my shirts. Okay. Maybe just all of my shirts, not just T-shirts, just every shirt. Just yeah, wear... I mean, it seems like the process that you're describing right now is counting your shirts, which seems like it wouldn't take very long at all. No, so this I'm isn't really a like with maybe I should do this, <laughs> right? It's like well, uh, no, maybe I... I should write a novel. This is more like maybe I should 
uh, use a spoon to eat a bowl of cereal. Well, it was more involved. I was going to actually, you know, like put it on, take a picture of myself and then never do anything with it. Okay, that's that was your plan. Yeah, that's my project. Okay, good. Do you have um, what I would call like emergency clothes, like emergency socks or emergency underwear, like when it gets down to, you probably don't, right? Because you're very meticulous about your socks. Like when you get new socks, you just throw all the old ones away. Yeah, that sounds like a joke, but no, it really it's is. It's not a joke. I, so, I mean, I, I very rarely wear socks, right? Mm-hmm. I wear flip-flops. 99 days okay, out of emergency flip-flops when you're down to your gross flip-flops <clears throat> no i keep my old like i keep so normally i stop wearing a pair of flip-flops whenever the girl that i'm dating at the time is like those are fucking gross you need to get some new flip-flops oh, and okay. so i just keep i stick them in the closet because i know that if i buy a new pair of flip-flops chances are they're going to be shitty and i'll oh. need to wear i'll need a, my old pair to like walk back to the I store. It, it was, I thought you were going to tell me it so that when you break up with the girl, you can pull the start wearing my old, old flip flops, flops again. again. Yeah, I'm, I'm free. <laughs> no. no one's going to tell me how to wear my shoes. Yeah. Nobody's going to tell me how gross my shoes aren't allowed to get. Uh, they don't really get gross; they just get ratty, mm-hmm. right? They get they get all beaten up. Uh, but no, I, I do like when I do wear socks. I always just wear like you know plain white socks, and because I hate, I hate the effort associated with like matching socks into pairs Mm -hmm. and so when like my day-to-day socks start to get worn out i just throw all of them away and buy all new ones and so they're always all they're always identical every sock that i own is always the same but you have dress socks don't you i do okay you're not including those i am guessing that i wear dress socks once every 18 months so that is not a big deal at all to just keep a few pairs. They are probably dress socks that I've had since high school. Huh. Okay. Same thing with ties. Um Yeah, you know, mostly I uh uh a girl that I was dating uh, the first time I got a job where I had to wear a tie, uh, the girl that I was dating at the time bought me a tie that was really cool and that's just like my tie. That's been the tie that I've worn. You're my tie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then her grandpa died and I uh I took I got my my choice of his ties before they were taken to Goodwill, so I just took the most ridiculous ones. Out. He had a lot of them, so I just got like a like a just a green tie, like okay. like just zero really fat ties or zero two fifty five zero. Like no, they're normal ties. They're not. Okay. They're like tie sized ties. I didn't mean that they were clown ties, <laughs> but you know ties go in and out of style of being really thick or being really thin. Yeah, these are just the normal, the default ones. Okay, two. Yeah. Two and a half inches. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, and this awesome brown paisley tie. That was pretty good. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I haven't bought a tie. No, I did. I did. I bought a new tie uh, when uh, we had to get our costumes for Max FunCon. Our English oh, right, country right, estate right. costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I needed a red tie to go with a Tattersall shirt mm-hmm. and a corduroy vest. Hey, are you going to go to Max FunCon East? No. Your favorite dude's going to be on there. Oh, yeah, who's that? Uh, Roderick. Tom Green. <laughs> Tom, oh, sorry. Yeah, not your favorite dude, but one of your, your guys. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't want to get on an airplane again, uh, ever. Okay. I have to get okay. on an airplane in like 10 days. This sucks, Roy. Where are you going in Dragon Con. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. We're going to play some board games. We're going to see some cosplay ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Sure. Yeah, they're probably not gentlemen. Hey, can you get me a sword? 
Ah, uh, I guess. I'll give you 20 bucks. You can get me a $20 the sword. The best sword that I can get. The best sword $20 will buy. Uh-huh. Um, you could probably get that here. And then I, I should have, have to... gotten one last year, and I just didn't. Yeah, what kind of sword do you want? I don't know, like a, a fighting sword? I got a good sword at a gun show. I mean, it's not a good sword. Mm-hmm. No. And it's weird. Like the, I really the guy do that brought want a, a good sword. Brought a sword to a gun show. Well, you go to that sword shop in the mall. Is there a sword shop in the mall? Yeah, there used to be. It was like a knife shop, but they also had a lot of swords. Huh. That's where I bought my Leatherman after I lost my last Leatherman. Okay. So they sell knives and Leathermans. Okay. I mean, I have a machete. I just want a real. You know, I have a machete too. And you know why I have a machete? Because my good friend Roy got me a machete once for my birthday. Yeah. Everyone should have a machete. I uh, I went. I tried to use it. I thought that I finally had a job that that machete was the right tool for. Mm -hmm. But nope. I was gonna. I needed to cut some uh, giant palm fronds off of a palm tree, and uh, turns out like lot you need something different than a machete yeah, that to stuff do that. is like wood it is yeah and i thought i thought i had this picture in my head it was like a little movie in my head mm. of me going and swinging a swinging a machete yeah i was wearing my uh, coolie hat swinging that machete uh and just whoop and the the palm frond just drops off but then i swung the machete at the palm frond. like a there were all these other palm fronds so it was really hard to like get up a good swing at mm-hmm. it but when i did i hit it and it did basically nothing <laughs> Really? Really? Yeah. Nothing? Yeah. It so didn't that, even get stuck in it? No. It just, like, it made a little chip. Uh-huh. It's I guess. like you just hit it with a stick. Yeah, I think, so what I need to do is, uh, the, I think the right tool for that job is the cutting wheel on a Dremel. Hmm. Um, I used to use, like, a Sawzall on palm palm trees. Ooh, that's a good idea. So if you have, do you have one of those? I do. Okay. I have a cordless Sawzall, and the battery's probably busted because yeah. it's old. Yeah. But use that. That's a good idea. I have a corded one. All of the people that ever need to get to my breaker box would probably appreciate it if I would get rid of some of those fucking palm fronds. Sure. Roy, have I ever told you how much I fucking hate palm trees? No. I really, really, really don't like them. They don't seem that useful. As, unless they give you dates. They don't cast any shade. They're ugly. They're basically like a telephone pole with some leaves on top of it. They are... So normally... Like a cell phone, like, a, cell phone like tower. a tree is really pretty. A cell phone tower is really fucking ugly. If you made a cell phone tower that looked almost exactly like a palm tree, that this is what I'm saying. You can make a cell phone tower that looks exactly like a palm tree. Well, they do. I know. Yeah. Oh, that's, and you're saying yeah, that. and that's not not because they figured out a way to make a cell phone tower beautiful. It's because they figured out something ugly, <laughs> like uglier than a cell phone tower uh-huh. that people didn't mind. Mm-hmm. They're really badly constructed. I I guess not badly constructed. They yeah, I agree with you. you but even this the ones that like look an like intelligent uh, design argument. No, even the ones that look like pine trees are are really ugly. I I don't know what you're talking about. Cell phone towers. Oh, I thought you were talking about palm trees that look like pine trees, and I I don't know. I don't think that's real. No. All right. Uh, well, do we have any other laundry day topics no, to, we to don't. discuss today? I did laundry today. You did? Yeah. I did not. Oh, and, and I, I also, need to. in a way, I, uh, I I did some laundry for the chicken too because I cleared all the uh, I cleared all the old uh, cockroach cockroach nests out of the hmm. out of the coop. Uh, do cockroaches have nests? I don't think they do. I think they I, just hang out. I don't really know. They have, like warrens. But uh, when I was watching your your chicken a few weeks ago, I guess it was a month, a month ago. Um, you had some kind of big board or something out there, mm-hmm. and I turned it over. And there are just hundreds and hundreds of tiny, 
tiny baby cockroaches underneath. Yeah, them. well, that's what that's for. Okay. Right? So what you do is you move that when the chicken is out, and then the chicken goes and eats all the cockroaches. Uh, okay. Like, it's uh, providing a little breeding ground for bugs to gather. Mm-hmm. For to nutrition. Give her, to give her a treat. Uh, she did eat some of them, and then I stepped on most of the rest. Oh, good. Is that what those little light brown things are? are those I baby think cockroaches? So, yeah. right. I think so. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad I mean, that do I'm, they taste I'm like deliberately, cockroaches? Deliberately providing a breeding ground for cockroaches is mm-hmm. basically what I've just admitted. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome, neighbors. <laughs> Dear the illustrious gents of Advice Hot Dog, a year ago, my friends and I played at least two games of Settlers of Catan a day, every day for several months. We're all fairly burnt out on the game now and only pick it up occasionally. I'd like to breathe back life into the practice of board gaming, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life abandoning risk games or throwing fistfuls of Monopoly money at my friends. What are some awesome board games that a group of nerdy close friends really ought to have? Thanks for the show. Really bored with board games in Raleigh. P.S. Good luck on baby, Roy. Roy, you hate board games because it feels like homework. Uh, not all board games. I did uh, play Settlers of, of Catan maybe a couple of times, and I liked it. But mo- most games do feel like homework. Uh, but you've really gotten into something lately. Have I? Yeah. Well, I guess maybe not so lately, but you've really gotten into, a, what is it, Risk? Risk Legacy, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so y- if you if you, like me always felt like it was a good idea to start a game of Risk, but then realized by hour four that it was a foregone conclusion, but you still had to play it out anyway, so then just walked away from it. Get Risk Legacy. Um, It's really cool. It is perfectly designed for a group of dudes who will play 15 games of the same game Mm -hmm. in a row, and it's got mechanisms in it that make it end way faster than normal Risk. It it also builds, right? Yeah, the board changes changes over time, and Uh pretty fundamentally. The game game evolves according to your actions in really serious, divergent ways, Mm -hmm. and it's super fun. Um, Yep. I don't know. Other than that, I've been enjoying some Seven Wonders. Okay. Uh, we played uh, we played one game of Dominant Species, which is very complicated, um, and it's just you know because it's a board game, it's a game that Kevin always wins. So I okay. always get mad. Mm-hmm. I get I pout. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I put my bottom lip out. Uh huh. Like that. Like a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Hello, advices. I live in a small condoplex where everybody is fairly friendly. Recently, one of our neighbors has decided to sell their place, so my girlfriend and I have been pitching in on cleaning up the yard and weeding and whatnot to help them out. During this process, I learned that they called the hooting frat boys who lived in the third floor apartment across the street the howler monkeys, and I delightedly started using the term myself. Then, during the last round of work on the front yard, the hooting frat boys in question were all draped across the railings of their deck, shouting at passing girls, and I realized they were almost all black. Here's my question. Since I thought the Howler Monkeys was a terrific name for them when I didn't know they were black, is it racist to keep calling them that now that I know that they are? Yours, Dr. Capitalism. Dr. Capitalism. Okay, so do you think that the neighbor that you were helping was was being, it as was a racist, being racist about it? Because if so, then, yeah, you should probably stop. Well, the fact that you're thinking about it now means, yes, it, I would say it, it would be racist for you to continue to use the term. Do you think it is racist, though? I mean, if it if it is not, if the, if its genesis is not racist, it doesn't matter uh, what the genesis is. It's also how it can be interpreted and taken by somebody else. You think? I, th- I so, think I mean, that has you, something to do with it. If you saw a baby or like a toddler climbing around on a jungle gym, it would not be out of line to say, "Look at you climbing around like a little monkey," mm-hmm. right? Like that is a you like a little kid can climb around like a monkey, but then if right? found but then out. if it was a black kid would it would the character of that change and i feel like not really 
Sure. Right. And so I'll, I'll agree with you on this. This. Instance. And so it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. But yeah, it's probably safer to just come up with something else. Mm-hmm. Um. See, normally I would make an even more racist joke. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I'm but I'm a new I'm a new Zach. I'm turning over a new leaf. I would just say find something else or uh. How about the dipshits? That's that's pretty equal opportunity. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, d- dipshitism knows no color. Sure. Dear Advice Hot Dog, the topic of screaming eagles has come up a few times during the podcast, and it got me to thinking, oh, good. Is it we still always a scre- love these questions. <laughs> Is Thank it still you. a screaming eagle if you just throw up in your mouth a little while sharding just enough to stain your underwear, but not enough to stain your soul? Sincerely, searching for answers in Santa Rosa. Mm, no, I think like that's a called a, bird. a whispering canary. Oh, whispering canary. Yeah, it's good. It's good that we both went the same direction with that. Uh-huh. The murmuring bird is better. Um, I thought you were going to say enough to stain your underwear, but not enough to stain your jeans. Um, but then soul, soul was funnier. Yeah. Good, good job searching for answers in Santa Rosa. Zach and Roy, love the show. Recently, I found myself in a bad situation. I've been living in a rental house with two friends for a few months. It was going all right, except that one of the guys I was living with is dating my ex. This started about a week after we had officially moved in. Since then, tensions with this guy have grown more and more heated and finally collapsed last Friday when a heated argument nearly came to blows and he had to be restrained by my other roommate and a friend. He then said not to expect rent next month and that he was moving out by the end of July. Uh, Sorry, it's a little late. Uh, My other roommate took the opportunity to announce his intentions to leave for money reasons. We don't really have an official lease. My parents own the rental house, so there's nothing I can really do to stop this. What should I do? My options appear to be move back with my parents and continue working my shitty job so I can go back to school part-time, move away to a bigger city, say Baltimore, and go to school there, or find some better roommates quickly, which doesn't look likely given time constraints. Also, another option is to challenge the roommate dating my ex to a fight. This won't solve the larger issue, but it would be rewarding to make him realize that he's been an absolute tool since he started dating her. From Omni. Uh, I say you move to Baltimore and you tell tell this friend that he's a tool. Yeah, say, take this tool and punch him in the face. Like, find something that belongs to your ex-girlfriend and say, hey, could you give this back to Susie? Uh-huh. Uh, and then just deck him with it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Susie left her baseball bat at my house. Could you give it back to her? And he'd be like, sure. You're like, okay, thanks, tool. And just hit him in the face with the baseball bat. Mm, I, you shouldn't hit him and in take the face. his wallet and say like, "Oh, do you're, you weren't going to pay rent, were you?" Yeah, yeah, you were. As it turns out, and they just take all Paid. the money, take all the money out of his wallet. You also rent uh, your rent this month is one driver's license uh, and two library cards. Two, two, two library cards. Well, you might yeah, you might belong. Maybe to you live on the border, libraries. the border of two cities. Yeah, sure. you have two different libraries. Do you have a library card? I don't. Hmm. I've really been um, obsessing about getting a new library card. That, yeah, that sounds like something you would do. <laughs> yeah, there's a library adjunct in in our neighborhood, and I keep wanting to go over there and get a new library card, and I haven't. <clears throat> what's uh, what's keeping me? What do you think is stopping you? Is this one of those things where like, I don't know. counting your shirts? It just seems like too much work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. What am I gonna do with a library card? Uh, maybe ch- uh, that means that I have to go back there every once in a while to get a book, right? Right, or it'll be embarrassing if you run into the librarian at the grocery store because exactly. then she'll know, oh, that's one of those guys that got a library card and then, and then never then actually never read any back. books. Yep. yep. Yeah, you know, you start to learn when you get into weird situations like this why things like leases exist, mm-hmm. right? And it is so... And deposits. Yeah, like you, you, you go into things with the best of intentions, but like... 
So I feel pretty confident that there would not be any situation between, say, me and you, Roy, where one of us would put the other in a bind over money that was owed or, you know. Well, you know, we actually kind of went through something like this, not uh, between the two of us, but with another friend, right? Our living situation where mm -hmm. there was uh, feelings hurt and so on because of a, a, a girl. Uh, and we did not put each other in, in a bind. Yeah. But I mean, that's because we could all trust each other, right? Like these are, it's, mm, it's not even that it, it's, a matter but we of... have known each other for a really long time was the thing, right? Like, and that's that sure. But our other friend that was involved, um, I did not know him as well as you didn't, nor for as long, but we still all treated each other, you know, with sure. at least enough respect to you know, do what was necessary. Right, but that doesn't always happen. You'll mm -hmm. you'll enter into situations where things might go sour and you'll think, oh, no, everything is going to be fine. We don't need to put anything on paper. We don't need to, like, mm -hmm. take any precautions to protect ourselves against one another. But then, you know, a lot of people get married thinking that they're not immediately going to start fighting all the time and get divorced, but then they do. Sure. Right? And it's the same kind of shit. I mean, it's also much harder uh, because your parents own the house. Whenever that happens, it always creates an imbalance where um, because they're your friends and your parents own the house, it is very casual and it's much easier to not have a lease and to not have anything down on paper. You would also have to imagine that for most people's parents, they kind of expect that. <laughs> like, sure, but they're not like counting on that rent. Right. Or they wouldn't if it was that important to them that they get the rent paid at regularly and on time, they probably wouldn't be renting it to their kid and their their kids fuck up friends. Mm -hmm. Right. They would rent it to somebody who they made sign a lease. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you want to be nice and it doesn't always work out. You want to trust people and it doesn't always work out. And you learn why society has put the structures in place that seem like a big hassle, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of the time they are a big hassle. Sure. But in order to get away with forgoing that kind of stuff, you have to like you have to be really patient and you have to like understand that maybe things are going to go south and not get all worked up about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you got to you got to like actually put your money where your mouth is when it comes to something like moving in with somebody who's dating your ex-girlfriend. Right. You might think, oh, that's going to be fine. But then once you get in there, if it's not fine, you kind of just have to suck it up and deal with it because you're the right. one who decided to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, unless they started dating after you moved in or whatever, which that sucks. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you know, anyway, it seems like uh, we took so long to answer this question that the situation probably worked itself out one way or another. Hmm. So let us know how it went. Um, man, I got to say I, that I would never challenge him to a fight. I know nothing good about Baltimore. Have you ever heard anything good about Baltimore? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I watched Hairspray. It looked pretty cool. Okay. That all took place in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, John Waters lives in Baltimore. Yeah, right? he, if he thinks it's he's a, pretty a great, enthusiastic. great place, oh, yeah. then I mean, he seems it's like the kind of guy. be a great place. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I cannot imagine... Seems like a land of opportunity. Anything. That, like, I can't imagine anyone who I would trust and I would just want their life, uh, just unquestioningly, every, every individual aspect of it, uh, than John Waters. Really? Uh, no, no, I was making a joke because that guy's creepy. Oh, okay. I, I that guy's him creepy, a lot. He's and I pretty cool. Sure, so do I. But I'm guessing, I'm guessing that if I woke up and I lived in John Waters' house, like there would just be another creepy, gross thing that made me uncomfortable around every single corner. Really, I really believe what, so. What's your? Give me an example. 
Oh, just one thing that you turn the corner. You open a you open a medicine cabinet, and all of the medicine is at least 150 years old. And half of the half of the containers of medicine, when you open them to use the medicine, there's actually just bugs inside. (laughs) Wow, that's. That's how I imagine John Waters. Okay. I, I feel like uh, his place is super, super like clinical, uh, clean. You think? Yeah. Because huh, I imagine I imagine that it was like decaying and filthy. Oh no, no, a, a, a guy can't take care of a mustache that looks like that. You can take care of yourself in these environments, but I. So something that kind of bothers me about living in older, like living spaces in older cities, is that. If, if they're not really well taken care of, like, th- so once a house is like 150 years old or something, if there's like the original wood on the stairs or whatever, everything is just sort of disintegrating just enough that nothing is ever clean. Sure. Everything That's, has a layer of itself on itself. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I get, I am extremely uncomfortable in places like that if it's like, if I have to walk through something like that to get from, like, my bedroom to the bathroom, like, the place that I'm sleeping to the place that I'm taking a shower. I also fucking hate bathrooms in old places. I would... If I... For what reason? Because the, everything is, like, everything is... Desi- like, it seems to me, like, when I use a bathroom in a house that's 100 or 150 years old, everything is designed for somebody who's about a foot and a half shorter than me. Sure. Really tiny. Like, you can't turn around without banging your shins on something right it's weird there's never any place to put anything down you know okay i know exactly why the this really bothers you it's because it's like a bathroom that's in an airplane <laughs> maybe <laughs> and you hate flying so much and well airplanes. no the, so honestly i wish that i my favorite thing i love staying in hotels i don't know why i don't know if there is anybody who doesn't like hotels but even like a even like a flea bag motel i like being in a motel because there is always a counter mm-hmm. there is always except and this kind of sucks never the hotel somebody else's i like stuff these on it. i like these old hotels that i stay at when i go up to prescott uh but the bathrooms are horrible so you mm-hmm. have to like you have to lay out all your bathroom stuff like i don't know on the dresser out in the main room and then just go out and in and out and in and out and in all these trips like, yeah like go out grab the floss go in floss one tooth go out grab the tweezers go in pull one nose hair Go out, grab the floss, go in, floss another tooth. Uh-huh. So, some of this may have to do with my approach with your, to, to your method. bathroom stuff. But, but yeah. Yeah, Baltimore, man. It seems like it's probably full of old houses and criminals. It could be. It sounds exciting, then. I, I guess so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, man, I hope that the layer of stair powder on the stairs doesn't make me slip when I'm running away from criminals. Well, it, every day. It, I mean, you could also become a criminal, and then it'll muffle your your oh, well. uh, steps okay, and, so and you sneak you up do. on people. You go to John Waters' house, you pull the medicine cabinet off the wall, throw it down the stairs. So now the stairs are covered with stairs powder, old old unguents and bugs. Uh huh. So the criminals will be like, "Dude, fuck this!" Yeah, they're not. Man, they're not gonna go. No, no, like we we you know we thought it was the perfect crime, the heist of the century. We were gonna steal John Waters' solid platinum mustache. Uh, but no, no, no amount of mustache is worth this. They they would say, right? Hi guys, I am in a rut. I've been at the same job for twenty one years. I'm forty three, and though I used to love my career, my boss has made morale pretty low with his way of ignoring those 
ball of twine, three toothpicks, a clothespin, and a battered copy of the Kama Sutra. Roy, I think the pagination is messed up. There, my, mine is fine. <laughs> the, have you considered that that was the question? Okay. My boss has made morale pretty low with his way of ignoring those who aren't his pets. Our company downsizes a lot, and it's only a matter of time before I'm next. Yet, I've been hanging on this long. How does one know when it's time to cut the cord or when to tough it out and get as many paychecks as possible? I have great benefits, vacation, all that, but I'm not happy. One person told me recently that she'd give her right arm to have my job. I want to be happy with my work. I'm not creative, so I can't try something else on the side like writing or art. I just can't make a decision. Any advice on knowing when to quit? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I you know, last week's show was all about how you should quit all the time. Right. You know, it, it is important to consider that what you are giving someone when you work for them is your life. You're giving them the hours that make up all the time that you have. You know, and how many paychecks how many paychecks is your happiness worth? You know how many how how much how much money is your soul worth, right? Like, and the problem is, leaving a shitty job doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go and find something better. Right. You'll right. maybe find another shitty job. There's also the consideration of, all right, so your job is shitty, or you know, for those eight hours a day or whatever you're doing. What are you doing with the rest of your time? You know, what, okay, I mean, TV if you're saying what, what is your life worth, what is your life worth when you're not at work? Because that's also your life, yeah. not just the hours at work. You know, being unhappy for eight hours a day, though, spills over into the rest of your time, right? Like, it can, <clears throat> but it can also work the other way. If the other times that you're not at work are really great, then that's what you think about and concentrate on when you're at your shitty job. For you know, for me, when I had bad jobs, I was always I would spend every moment at that bad job thinking of what I would be doing if I wasn't at that job, and then I would go home and work on something, mm-hmm. and that would make me really happy. But if you if you're not says if not you're not creative. constantly driven, it's a I believe it's a she. Oh, she. Uh, if you're not yeah. constantly driven to, if there's not some specific thing that you know that it's what you want to be doing, and it's a tough question, mm-hmm. right? I mean, would you rather? Like, there's got to be something. Well, uh, well, think about what you did want to do before. Yeah. Like, why are you at this job now? So imagine that Brad Pitt is, is holding a gun to your to head him? and saying, no, a, what knife. a knife, a knife to, your, to head? your throat. Oh, I thought it was a gun. No, I thought you said he always carries around that curved oh, knife. That curved knife. Okay. Yeah. Imagine that, that uh, Brad Pitt is holding a curved knife to the vial of whatever you carry around. Okay. Here's a question. Look inside the vial around your neck. What does it contain? Hmm. If it contains milk, then mm-hmm. maybe you want to be a dairy farmer. Mm-hmm. If it contains... What, what if it contains your husband's tears? Oh, man. Yeah. Then maybe you want to uh, become a midwife. Mm-hmm. Um, if it contains ricin uh, that you've kept in a vial around your neck so that when people try to steal your cocaine, they'll die, uh, uh-huh. then maybe you want to maybe you want to uh-huh. keep your job uh-huh. uh, because it seems like maybe you can't be trusted <laughs> to to live, uh, you know, on your own. There is probably something that you want to do, and there is probably some way that you could move towards that while still making enough money to live. Sure, and try that. You know, I'll I'll bet that it will be way harder than what you do now, but that it will be more rewarding. 
There is something like that, I am guessing. Sure. Although maybe there are some people that just don't I don't know. Want to do anything interesting. I don't really know. You know, maybe we, it, it sounds maybe like she does want to do something bias. interesting. She just doesn't know what. Although the question is phrased more about like, should I quit? Not should I go do this other thing? Mm, well, I don't think that she can just quit and not expect to also have a new shitty job. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course you can quit. You need a plan, even, it, even if it's yeah. a crazy plan. Right. It shouldn't be a bad plan, but it can be. It can be a crazy plan. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wanted to work at the post office? You can do that in Antarctica. There are always positions. Yeah. You could probably go work on a fish canning boat in Alaska and maybe get killed by, like, a, a winch. <laughs> um, okay. You could. Here's what you do. You could get, like, a head injury, and then while you're in and out of, like, a weird, crazy fugue state, you could tell your husband that you really to want him to go, like, fuck, fuck a bunch everyone. of, like, dangerous biker chicks and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, Until he trades in uh, his life for yours. Yeah, maybe you could slowly go blind. I, yeah. I, I never actually saw and, that one. Yeah, and what you do is you kill your cop neighbor who's uh, balls deep in debt and wants to die so that his family gets the insurance. And then you go to jail and get the death sentence. Is that, is that what happens in that movie? Yep. Jesus. And then she dies at the end, but her uh, child, who also has the same condition, gets the proper medical uh, treatment. Oh, good. So there's, go a ray, there's a ray of hope. Yeah, it ends with her hanging. Good. Yeah, is that how they execute? When did this take place? Uh, I think it's supposed to be in the 50s or 60s huh. and maybe Tennessee or something. I don't know. It was a hanging. Good. You, you know, like a chamber, just like you would see for like lethal injection or sure. whatever. But, but it was just lethal noosing. Lethal noosing. Hey, advice, hot dog. I need some advice about my cat. You see, I have two cats, and my roommate has two cats, and they tend to fight sharks versus jets style. The biggest problem involves my cat, Bennett, and her cat, Neffy. They're both very high-strung, and they freak the fuck out whenever they end up in the same area of the house. I'm tired of constantly having to break up cat fights. How do I get these cats to tolerate one another? Thanks for the advice, Trey. I don't know, man. You should take some pictures next time they get into a fight. <laughs> whenever uh, whenever I had cats that didn't get along with my cat i would just separate them yeah Mm -hmm. and it was fine but my cat never really my cat does not get super unhappy when she doesn't get a lot of room sure you know and a lot of cats do yeah so yeah man i don't know you could uh so one thing that you can do is you could cover your cat with something that tastes gross Mm. which it depends i mean if you're the if you're the kind of guy that shows affection to his cat by licking it then maybe you don't want you want to right, find something that, that tastes gross stuff. to cats, but that doesn't taste bad to you. You know, Casserole once got injured on his tail, and I put some of that bitter stuff so that he wouldn't lick it. He totally licked it. But then I would get it on my hands, and it is horrible. Mm-hmm. It made me not lick him anymore. Well, good. Is there anything that you'd like to stop licking? Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, man. So, like, if you have a habit of getting drunk and then sending, uh, like, really uh, ill-advised emotional letters to your ex-girlfriends, uh-huh. uh, you should put that stuff on the back of all your stamps. Ah, uh, right. So that you oh, won't so so you you do it. Yeah, man, I'm going to condition yeah. myself out of that. Because mm-hmm. when you're sober, you will realize, oh, I could just use a sponge <laughs> that I've soaked in water. But you're right. not going to. That's way too complicated no, of a plan no, for a the, drunk guy. The sink is really far away. Hey, 
guys. I have this crippling lack of confidence in my ability to remember names. To combat this, I tend to leave names out of sentences because I decided that saying the wrong name would be way worse than saying no name. Perhaps because of this, I am very bad at remembering names. On top of that, it's recently occurred to me that maybe this naming thing is an important part of culture and I'm missing out on some bonding or just subtly offending people by addressing them without ever using their names. What should I do? Push forward and accept correction when it comes? Get over my unease that I'm distancing myself from people? Start greeting people with face punches instead? Sincerely, in Canada. Huh. Um, I forget people's names a whole lot, and I have found that when you, um, except for that one guy whose name I can't remember right now, um, most people do not get offended yeah. when you do not you know just their say, name. I'm, I'm so sorry, but I've, I, I know that we've met, but I've just totally blanked on your name. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, awkward for a moment, but it really is just for a moment. It happens to me all the time because I... You meet a lot of people that know your name. Well, sure. I meet a lot of people that know. I mean, that that's a different that's a different sort of weird thing. Um, but I will meet people, and then like if I've met them at a bar or something, I will have been introduced to them and just did not hear their name, even sure. after asking to repeat it three times. Like, mm. and it gets to the point where I won't be able to make it out, and I've asked so many times it seems to repeat more it, rude it gets to weird it gets weird to continue to ask yeah mm-hmm. so then i just don't know it and you so know, i just have to think all right next time i have to say i'm 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 really sorry but i don't remember your name uh, a solution would be to carry a little pad around and a pen and you can ask them to write their name down and they do and then you can ask how you know to make sure that you can read it because some people's writing is chicken scratch uh, and then you have them sit down for you and you draw a little sketch of their face underneath their name so that you can, um, you know, focus on their face, see what what makes it all. all you make uh, like a caricature of them. No, no, no. But but you're really looking at their face if you're drawing someone. So you make this little, little sketch and then you'll remember their name. OK. Or you can try to come up with like a mnemonic device so let's say you meet somebody named nate and you're trying to imagine you're trying to remember the word nate okay. and so you very quickly come up with a scenario in your in your head where nate is saying he's he's on stage at the apollo and he keeps making extremely offensive remarks about black people just telling really genuinely mean hurtful racist jokes okay and then so you just remember the phrase nate nate who all the blacks hate okay and then you will never forget his name huh because the next time you see him you'll be like damn that guy's yeah but then you won't like him okay i mean that's not his problem he's this guy's not saying oh i have this problem where i want to like people he says i have this problem where i want to remember people's names okay yeah so i mean it comes with the territory you know you like you gotta you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Mm-hmm. You, I I would draw every everyone you meet from like your on. French girls. Mm-hmm. So hold on, I need you to take off your shirt. <laughs> Here, put on this necklace. Um, That's not really a necklace. This is a vial of my blood that it helps me remember. <laughs> remember your name. Paul Rudd wears a vial of my blood. <laughs> That's if you're trying to remember Paul Rudd's name. Uh, Roy. Yes. I don't remember how to end a podcast. If uh, if somebody wanted to get a hold of us uh, to get some of this sweet, sweet advice, how would they do that? I'm not really convinced that someone wants to get a hold of us. But if they did, they would go to our website, which is advicehotdog.com. And there they would see links to all of our shows where you can listen to them for free or go to iTunes if you like that. 
Uh, and you will also see links to our Gmail, which is advicehotdog at gmail.com. You can also go to facebook.com slash advicehotdog. You may also go to Twitter, which is at, at Twitter, at advicehotdog. Or you can follow us and uh, send us messages. And you can also give us a call, 769-218-9225, uh, for all of your questions and or reviews of Step Up Revolution. One minute reviews. Uh, and you can also write us to Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. Do you have any ads plugs? I don't have any ads plugs. Okay. Roy, are you ready for a stinger? I think I am. You have to pick one from Zeit's list. Uh, German car or Japanese car? Mm. What do you think, Roy? Have you ever driven a German car or a Japanese car? Uh, I, th I think I technically currently drive a Japanese car. I have a Toyota truck, right? That would be a Japanese car. Okay, but I don't yeah. think uh, pickup trucks are really popular in Japan, right? That doesn't seem like the type of thing you'd you'd have there. I mean, I can't imagine. I think in Japan, your car would be like a weird, it would be like a weird skyscraper with an arcade on the top floor and then a whole bunch of underwear stores <laughs> on the, the bottom. bottom. And yeah, and you just have to drive it around and you can't even, like, it's so hard to get anywhere because there's no space between you and all the other building oh, trucks. Sure. It's okay. rough. I guess I also drive a Japanese car. Yeah? Yeah. Because, I mean, le le I drive a Lexus and Lexus is a Toyota. It is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever driven a German car. Didn't you used to drive a like a Volkswagen Dasher? I had Rabbit? a Volkswagen Dasher. A Dasher? Mm -hmm. How was that? I a, loved a it. A Volkswagen Tom Dashel. <laughs> I loved it. Um, it was a really good car, and it lasted a really long time. I, I sort of drove it into the ground. But I'm also going to do that with the car that I currently own. One benefit of a Japanese car is that often there is a secret compartment in the in the dashboard that contains a, uh, a pachinko machine. Uh-huh. Um, so it's cool if you're being chased uh, by the cops and you don't have any um, you don't have any copper pellet, <laughs> right? Uh, copper pellets. You can you can just vent the extra pachinko balls because there's always like a panic switch, right? Sure. So if the, if if your car is being raided by the by the gaming authorities for illegal gambling inside uh -huh. it, you have a button that you can push that dumps all the pachinko balls just out the bottom of the car, and that's also helpful if you're being pursued. So you, you put them out there, and then the cars behind you all just start to bird. slide around on the ball bearings. It, it's like the equivalent of a lizard's tail falling off when you grab grab a lizard by the tail or a well, bird. Well, sort of. That would be right. more like a detachable trunk. Sure. Well, okay. Maybe, is that what German cars do when, when you're being chased? Then? No, what do German cars do? They that drop their like tires? There's just a bunch of cannons okay in the back do they have a secret compartment i mean i imagine they would be um you know like a beard dispensing machine or something oh yeah that's extra illegal inside a car too yeah i would go with the german car then yeah yeah i'd much rather drink beer than play pachinko mm -hmm. i think me too you don't have to concentrate on it as much right you just drink it no i don't i don't think you have to concentrate on pachinko i think that's more just sitting there you watching just put the coins watching in? your money and your life drain away uh -huh. okay your money or your yeah. life both pachinko machine both mm -hmm. i've been zach i've been roy and this has been advice hot dog <laughs>